I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up y'all? It's your host Jamie Messina and as always we have an amazing episode lined up for you today. We have Aisha Harris. She's an actress. She's been on the L word just saying. I know some of you might want to hear that Um, and just really just an amazing person who has this awesome vibe. I met her um, in the airport, actually, in line in the airport. Um, her and her girlfriend were standing there and they were just radiating the most positive, beautiful energy. And I was like, man, I need to talk to these people. Hello. Hi, how's it going? My name is Jamie. Um, but before we get to that, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please go ahead and do so. And if you find value in today's episode or any of the episodes that you hear, please consider going over and leaving a review, preferably five stars. Otherwise, you don't leave the no, just kidding. Um, and yeah, so great conversation today. Get to hear from Aisha and um, just really good energy, good vibe. And I'm excited for y'all to meet her as well. So let's just get to it. All right, y'all. I have here with me Aisha Harris, who here's the deal. I'm, I'm in the um, airport in Costa Rica after a really amazing trip. And I have to go in line to go home, which I'm not happy about. And in front of me is the most like beautiful what i assume to be a couple are you guys a couple yes we are a couple uh, okay good just radiating this like high vibe energy like everything about y'all i was like oh okay who are they and also gorgeous both of you um and you know we, we kind of got into a conversation and uh, ultimately you ended up here but um mm-hmm. because i got to hear a little bit about your story in the in the waiting line to get back into America. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I'm excited to hear more about you today. I did do some research. So do you want to just tell everybody who's listening, like who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Aisha Harris. I'm an actress. Um, I guess I could say former entrepreneur, entrepreneur on ice, <laughs> um, uh, all around creative and, um, you know, just a woman about her work and trying to live out my dreams. Love it. Uh, so another thing I'm going to say is that when I know y'all can't see her right now, but when you told me your age, I was like, oh, my God, I need to know everything about what you do. <laughs> so you have like, no, I, I thought she, I thought you were going to be like early 30s, if that. And how old are you? 42. Oh, yes. I, I love it. You give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of vitamin E oil and um. Minding my own business. That's, that's yes. what, you know what I mean? Stressing out over people can give you uh, premature wrinkles. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. And let's talk about that after. But so because <laughs> that's true. And I think um, a lot of my listeners are in the age range of like, you know, 35 plus and probably dealing with a lot of people, other people's bullshit. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? We'll just go there. Have, have, how did you learn that? Just to 
mind your own trial business. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah, trial and error, you know. Um, you don't come out just minding your own business. <laughs> you gotta That's learn. for sure. You got to <laughs> learn to mind your own business. Um, yeah, it was really um, when I started to focus on, like, my own life completely and wholly and stop comparing myself to other people mm-hmm. is uh, when you start to be more disinterested in what other people got going on and you get more interested in like when people are winning that type of interest in people's business as opposed to um the latter because I feel like you know it's just it's everything is geared for you to to be in other people's way and I think once you learn to stay in your own lane uh, there's a value in that oh yeah 100% and you know comparing yourself to others is something that so many people do just to see how they're doing. Yeah. So what would you tell people that maybe they're comparing themselves to others to see if they're on a good track? Like why you shouldn't do that? <laughs> hmm. Because it's like um, you can get to the same position that you're comparing yourself to, but it's in such a different way. And you may think that you're off course when you're actually on course. It just doesn't look like the other person's journey. So, you know, you, you, you just got to kind of let that go. You know, I mean, I'm 42. Um, I've been acting for years, but I took such a long break because I was just like, it just isn't the right time. You know what I mean? I'm, I pray a lot. I meditate a lot. And so I just listened to my intuition that it just wasn't the time. So I felt very connected to the arts. Um, so much so that I felt like it was for me that I could also step away and try other things and create community space other places. So I would say, and, and now and now here we are, you know. Um, so I would say just embrace more life and don't be so rigid about things. And you'd be surprised at things that you like to do turn into things that you love to do and then take you right back to your passions. So Yeah. And when we were talking in the um in the line I loved that, what you shared, that you were an entrepreneur first um, and the the thing that happened to led you to where you are today. But I have to tell you, so I, I everyone's been telling me to watch Daisy Jones and the Six and I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. all right, all right, all right. But all then right. I, saw you were on, I saw you were on it. So I watched it last night and I left the last episode like in tears, first of all, <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I'm a sensitive Sally, but um, just you do a great job in what you do. I, I did a little more research also. Were you on the L word? I was. Yes. 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 <laughs> our lovely L word, the staple of our community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what, what kind of got me back in the groove. I was like, I, it was during COVID time. And I think the, the, the generation that the, the new re- reboot was up and I was just like, damn, I think it's time for me to get back to it. Like, I really, like, I think I should be on this. And then I was on, for the second season and then it just took off from there yeah so what do you you just sit on your couch one day in COVID and you're like I want to be on the L word let me just get on that and then you get on how does that process yes. work <laughs> <laughs> seriously people are like you just just got up and said I'll be on the L word no um I I accumulated some work on a reel over the years and I had did some some um some indie stuff recently right before COVID um and so a really good client of mine and a good friend of mine um he had branched out from one of the larger agencies and started his own management company. And so I reached out to him um, and I said, Hey, you know, take a look at my reel and tell me what you think I need to get 
uh, on there for uh, to get uh, the attention of representation. He takes a look, he gives me a call back, and he, you know, by the end of our conversation, he was like, "Girl, I want to represent you." <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, he's so fabulous, uh, fabulous gay man who is running a city that I just couldn't do without. His name is Matthew Kaufman um, at MRK, and um, and so he just started pinching me and pumping me, and. Um, you know, started with guests with guest stars, which I think is really important. I think people overlook the value of a guest star and just being on set. You know what I mean? And just being there. Like I just learned, like even um, the small guest star I had on Abbott Elementary, just watching, just looking. Like uh, it's so valuable. I think I get that a lot from um, just how I was raised. Uh, younger sister, <laughs> always watching, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and the value of watching people work at the shop and just having to mitigate everything. So yeah, I just tell people start small and think big. I love that. So, so many listeners and myself in the past would might have that idea where we're sitting on the couch and be like, you know, I'd like to be on that. And then immediately shut yourself down. Oh, I can never Mm -hmm. do that. Or have you always just been confident in yourself or was there, were there just life built you up in that way or how did that come about? Um, kind of, uh, I've always kind of done my own thing. I, I had a lot of really good examples, uh, growing up a lot of my parents are very strong minded individuals, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. Um, so I never really thought about what I couldn't do. I'm, I'm the logistics girl. It's just, okay, how do we do it? Yes. <laughs> you know, how do we how do we get there? Where's the moment uh, to capitalize on a thing? So, yeah, well, it, it was like not necessarily like falling into it. It's just about like uh, I just made a clear cut choice to go after it. And yeah. I just focus everything on it. Like anything that I do, I just focus completely on it until I get it or some semblance of it. Yes. Awesome. I love that. And so it's, I, I, you, so you're act, actress now, actor, I don't know what, what we call it these days, if it's just one word, or like, you know, <laughs> same, same. I'd be like, actor, actress, is this like conjugated? Like, what am I? <laughs> I was thinking same. about that before. I'm like, do I say actor? I don't know. Um, but you've been successful in some other things as well. Now I'm going to get my hair cut today. And um, <laughs> I know how important, like me and my barber, Sean, he's, he's the best guy in the world. And we just sit there and I, I fucking love everything about him when I'm in the chair. Like we have, I go to him, well, he does a good job, but also our conversations, his, his mindset mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And so you, you were a barber as well, but tell me a little bit about your business uh, before getting into acting. Oh, my beautiful barbershop. So um I lived in New York for some time, got home, needed a change. Um, and so I got into barbering, a really good friend of mine. Um, I started working at a really, really uh, great shop, well, world-renowned shop, um, Legends Barbershop in Los Angeles, uh, with a great group of guys. And I just, I had a good time, but I, I watched my gay clients, their gay clients, their closet clients, everybody is gay walking mm-hmm. through the shop. Um, be marginalized, not really celebrated in a way and not like pushed away but just it wasn't their space so um I decided to open up a shop right down the street <laughs> um with the support of everyone um and and hired uh, specifically uh, all female barbers um because 
I also felt like I didn't have a place in the barbershop, mm-hmm. like my own little niche. Um, and female barbers are always, uh, or or the only barber, you know, in the shop, whether it be female or another gay barber or a white barber in a black barber shop, you kind of have to be the best, right? Yeah. So I ended up having like a team full of the best. (laughs) So, um, and I mean, one of my barbers just got nominated for Emmy, won a Golden Globe. Like these girls are, they all own shops now. Um, They're all all over television. Um, And so we just had such a beautiful place to like uh not just hold space we would have um events constantly um a lot of smoking a lot of drinking a lot of partying <laughs> <laughs> um but in a but it was a it was a very adult shop um no kids I I, I was like girl I cut too many kids in barber school no kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but we had um we had a uh, beautiful queer artwork all over the walls that was uh, painted by a, a really popular artist by the name of uh, Madame Muse. Um, and she sold all of her artwork out of our shop and she got her start there. So it was a lot of starts that happened at the shop, all of us girls. Um, and we lasted for quite a while, um, almost six years. Um, and then a crazy accident closed the shop, a uh, construction accident, which was crazy. But in hindsight, when I think back to it, um, I was asking for out. I was really exhausted um, and I needed a change. And I was just focusing on how do I start something new without like just leaving? And so presto change <laughs> <laughs> explosion. <laughs> mm-hmm. and there you go. Um, and um, it was, a, the shop is beautiful. I hope to to reopen it one day, but um, it was a really special, really special moment. Yeah, so you're like a master manifester. You're like, I need to change, <laughs> how do I do this? And literally it's like poof. I do, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, yeah, you know, um, laws of attraction is real. I think people, uh, you know, kind of sneer and laugh at it, but um, the mind controls everything. And I, I've watched it control many things in my life. So yeah, when I want a thing, I think about it, I feel it, I live it, and then I expect to have it. And then it comes. Yes. Um, it's funny. So the next group coaching program that I'm uh, putting on in April is the, the Manifestation Mastermind, where we're going over all that stuff and really getting into it. Um, mm-hmm. For first, I have to thank you for ha- opening that shop. I, selfishly, I wish it was still there because I would fly all the way to LA to go. Um, Me too. <laughs> before before Sean, I would go into a, a barbershop and just, you know, it's, it's not the most comfortable feeling when there's a no. bunch of guys sitting there and they're looking at you and then you get the barbers yes. kind of roll, rolling their eyes. They don't necessarily want to take you. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I just, and then I, there's been times I've been out in Minnesota where I went and brought my girlfriend's son at the time and like, we got the same haircut, but I got charged more. And like, it was, you oh, know, yeah. so many different things. That's just not a comfortable experience for us. Um, so I, I would go all the way to LA to get a haircut, I'm sure. Oh yeah. We, yeah. we've had people, you know, I've been flown out a bunch of times for haircuts. We have people driving across the city. Um, yeah. You know, you want to, you got to get a haircut pretty frequently if you want to, you know, keep it clean. And so you want every two that- weeks. For me. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like to, you know, walk into a place and not feel completely comfortable or 
you know, the guys are, you know, where I worked at were always like, you know, asking me these silly ass yeah. gay questions. Like I had to talk for the whole gay community. And, you know, they <laughs> meant, they meant well, but I'm just like, all right, fellas, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Not- yeah, working, working with all, with all gay with all gay clientele, it was basically ninety percent gay men coming into our barbershop, and it was so much fun. I'm not yeah. saying men are better gay, but men are fun and women are gay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I mean, yeah. I well, usually for me, that's the case too because they don't ask those questions. Those questions that are just like, all right, this was fun for the first two minutes, but like, can we just yeah. be normal now? <laughs> right, please. Can we just talk? <laughs> yeah. Was was there anybody um, that you just loved cutting their hair, like maybe like some kind of oh, yeah. a- actor or somebody or somebody that people would know who are listening? Um, not so much any actors because they're so particular. Usually, um, it was more I I really enjoy my everyday clientele. Like it's always fun when you see an actor walk in or like we used to every Thursday at twelve thirty. Lavar Burton used to come in to one of our clients and you know that was our highlight was just watching <laughs> fucking LeVar Burton walk through the door um but no some people just have just really really good hair patterns it's like hold a fade so good you know and I used to do design work so there are a few clients that I just like just come on I love it yeah I actually really 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 miss cutting hair yeah well you can come cut my hair in your time. <laughs> I'll, I'll come right. here. <laughs> Uh, so when I was thinking about bringing you on today and asking you questions, originally I'm like, well, there had to have been some kind of like challenge and struggle, and especially in the movie industry and the TV show or whatever, you know, um, oh, yeah. that industry. And then, but now talking to you, I'm like, oh, but you just seem to probably have blown by it, but I'm sure. So, you know, <laughs> have you ever been in that situation where people like pick you apart and in, in an audition or just like, or have you ever felt like knocked down by it to where you had to? really push through it to kind of bring yourself back up yeah early earlier on like in my early 20s when I first started I didn't know anything and I didn't know what I was doing and I could tell that people <laughs> so it was a lot of commercial work and people were like really wanted to cast me for a thing and I just I just couldn't do it <laughs> yeah I'll never forget it was this de- deodorant uh <laughs> audition <laughs> and they were like just lean up and act like you're smelling your like oh you know are you fresh and I just kept burying my head in my <laughs> show they were just like no like don't do it like that and I just couldn't figure it out and um I would say that that t- that comes far less um because I think as an actor just living for a while as a human um really helps in like how you hold yourself in an audition and like how you take criticism um and being an actor I'm, I'm sorry being a barber for so long um you know where someone says they don't like something you got to readjust or something it's it's never personal you know it's just about like trying to get the best out of you so sure I've had shitty moments but um that's in anything so if you expect everything to go so smooth all the time that's like you can't get anywhere like you just can't get anywhere like that so yeah Sometimes it sucks, but you know the upside is so much better. Yeah, we say um in our group, uh, fuck it up and figure it out. So fuck it up, you and know, figure it out. Yeah, just make keep moving yeah, forward. Yeah, seriously. Keep out. Yeah, um, I mean that's what that's what it is. Did you always want to be an actor? 
Um, I always had a very, very vivid imagination. So <laughs> I think I was always geared maybe to be one. I used to sleepwalk when I was a kid for years. I mean, my mind was always going. Um, when I first got a taste of it, I fell in love with it. Um, but again, I just thought it was very far-fetched and very just like, okay, well, you know, whatever, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I was always just like, oh, it's cool. You want to put me in a little something here or there? Fine. But I'm still going to go out and party and have a good time and see what else life has to offer. Um, and so, which was a good thing because I had a lot of real world experience to bring back. Um, and I think sometimes that can be the plight of the actor, um, not focusing on anything but that so that you become so tunnel vision that then when someone gives you a role that may have some real world nuance you you haven't lived any life because all you've done is focus on a thing um that will either come to you or it won't it's not gonna you know just get out there live some life have jobs and careers and and do things um because if it's in you and if it's in your heart, it won't, it won't go anywhere. Yeah, right. It will come always what's meant for you won't pass you. Ever. It won't pass you. And I always felt I always felt very strong that if I wanted a thing, it would come. And when I left for New York at 25, um, this time period projected to me at this time, <clears throat> at this time, excuse me, and I thought, oh, I'm going to be like old and it's going to be weird by that time. And then some just said, no, just it's not right now. And so with that intuition, kind of, it just really released me to like start living my life even more thoroughly. And um, and then I started to make my way back to acting lightly around like 35. Um, and then I really got into it after COVID, which was, yeah, I got my first break at 40, which is why I love Samuel Jackson, because he got his first big break at 40. <laughs> oh, didn't know that. But I, I'm big on that, too, because, you know, so many people um, feel like, you know, after a certain age, you're done. I mean, sure, it helps for you oh, that yeah. you, you age like a fine wine, but <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you have an advantage a little bit. But no, but like some of the most successful people in the world didn't get really where they're going and, and their start till after 40. Yeah, um, because I think we have like the time frames all messed up in adolescence and, you know, like 20s. Yeah, 20s is great, but you really don't know what's really happening. I think you really start to develop as a human um, and your wants and desires like around in your 30s at some point. And then I think you know how to shoot that shit out and really perfect it in your 40s. And I think that's why people say you may have lost some time by the time you get to your 40s. But I, I don't I don't believe that I think it's a it's actually a really really good time I think things are are, are very different if you have children though right um, you know so I'm not going to sit here on my high horse like it's so easy but because I don't have kids you know um I have a dog and that shit is hard enough like <laughs> this morning I was like I don't like this dog before I do the zoom meeting <laughs> like I'm the same way with my cat. Like, I'm surprised he's not up here sticking his butt in the screen already. <laughs> like, that's he does. <laughs> so annoying. Right. He, doesn't, he doesn't pay attention to me until I need to do something. Um, so All you right. keep, like, you, you talk about you had a good time early, like, 20s and 30s. Do you still, do you still, like, party, like, you know, rock star out in no, LA or no, what? No, no, no. I don't know. Um, 
because I party so much at the shop, people are always like, you want to go out? I'm like, I've been hanging out, laughing. We had a DJ at the shop, you know, marijuana is legal. I'm like, I'm done yeah. <laughs> for the day. Uh, so no, I don't party as much. And because I'm consider myself a retired club kid, it's just like, I've already done all this stuff. Like this shit is boring, low key. So especially how it's done now, which is kind of like standing around and not yeah. really partying. I'm like, well, what am I here for? Like, I'm kind of sweating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get into it. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, I love to have a good time, but, um, you know, how to figure out to get me out of this house for it is another thing. Right, right. I know. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> Although, I keep having these. So, I had a second wind, a third wind, a fourth wind, a fifth wind. I'm on, like, hey. like nine lives of this. Like, like no kids, <laughs> single. You know, living in a great city. I feel city. like I got another wind. I feel like I got another wind in me. I'm just trying to be on somebody's yacht, like in the <laughs> south of France. Right. So that's the next wind. Okay, I'm trying to. Ooh, see what you the just gave me. About. You just gave me chills because you know I told you a little bit about why we were there in Costa Rica, and that was yes. our first for our first trip with the lilies. Um, but when I was on this like boat, we went on a sunset cruise, and we were partying out there, and maybe there might have been a little mushroom action happening but like yes, I'm, looking around. Yes, my favorite. <laughs> I'm looking around and I'm thinking wow I see a big vision for this and you know different tiers of like us hanging out together and then like mastermind yacht uh maybe yacht week in Croatia mm-hmm. like something yes. like that yacht that came to mind yes so you want to come or we're doing I mean <laughs> yeah to go to Croatia yeah like oh, I just right. need to go out there really quick yes any excuse to like hang out with women who are like-minded and you know yeah. I mean I love hanging out with all different ages and whatnot but you know at some point it's just yeah, you know it's a, it's a difference in where you're at in life yeah for the most 100%. part so let me ask you that you said like-minded women now I don't know what it's like out, out in LA I have been a few times and hung out but I've been in Boston I've been in Tampa and you know many other places and usually in the lesbian scene or the gay scene there's a lot of drama there's a lot of not celebrating each other um yeah. or at least in the past sure. how do you do you find that that's still the case and how do you separate yourself from from that environment so you can be around like-minded women um i guess just the energy but i have a really good bullshit meter so you know like people who are not genuine they seem to be uncomfortable around me so <laughs> i don't have those problems uh as as much and i don't i'm not a people pleaser so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm very friendly and very social, um, but I'm not going to do certain things. So I don't fall into some of those traps. Um, I think people, I, don't know, I think it's unfortunate. Um, some of the dramas that I watch from a voyeur perspective, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I find a lot of the drama is um, more like male and female now in the gay community. It seems like men and women aren't getting along as much as they used to, which I find tragic. Um, And I'm just not quite sure. Again, I might be the comparison and wanting what everybody else has. I'm not really sure. Right. Um, I think a lot of, it's like we've gotten so divisive, right? Like everybody, like you want to, you want to have like a, like this tag of pride, like I'm this, I'm that. But I think some of the labeling um, has yeah. caused, yeah, some real problems in the community. And because it's, I don't know if it's the label is the issue is that we don't talk 
You know, right. and I think everybody's very uptight, very defensive. Um, and I, I had the opportunity to get the best of people in my barber chair and get really genuine and really thought out um, discourse. But I think people are just so hinged on being right all the time, as opposed mm-hmm. to just listening. Everybody's just waiting to speak. Um, and I, to be honest, I might have the time for it, but I don't make time for it. Right. <laughs> I just be like, whatever. Like, cause it's just, I don't know. It just, it's more saddening than me trying to get my opinion off. It's more like, what are we even talking about? Like, so yeah, I stay away. I stay out of it by staying busy. Yeah. Staying busy. And like, I'm like you, sometimes I'm out and I'm just watching. I'm like, I'm too old for this. I've done this already. Like, you know, (laughs) but even when I was, even when I was super quote unquote young, cause we, we are still very young. Um, I still wasn't into it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not above it, but I just was never like into it. You know, you crack jokes here and there with your friends, but like, like really like, putting out PSAs about people. It's just strange. It's strange. And somebody could be talking about me right now, but I don't care. Right. I love that. Yeah. I really don't. Actually, keep talking, keep talking my name up. Yeah. It <laughs> helps, right. right? It does. It does right, help. Right, whatever, girl. <laughs> you know? um, that's good. That's good to hear. I know uh, myself included, just even just, you know, you don't have to be on TV to be in the public eye when you're on social media oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And people yeah. will come at you in every direction, probably because they either don't understand it or they want what you have or whatever it oh, is. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. So lesbian. You're a celebrian. <laughs> <laughs> like Z-list. <laughs> Z-list. <laughs> oh, <celebrity. stop> <laughs> oh, yeah. People, uh, people definitely want what you got. And so if they can't get it, they're going to tear, tear, tear it down. So I, I, I've watched that a lot. That's too yeah. Bad. Yeah, it is too bad. And you just got to keep going you know because I feel like if you get sucked into that you're you're not living your like being your true self you can't like if you're focused on that other stuff it's like comparing ourselves to others you can't follow your path when you're looking over there you know if you're looking to the right you're going to the right you're not going straight oh yeah 100 percent. I like that yeah no but I mean I couldn't have stated it any better so yeah it's focused on you all right, so let me ask you, what is next? So we're talking about manifestation a little bit. Obviously, you believe in the law of attraction. I believe in the law of attraction. I think that's how you're here right now, to be honest. Um, I believe that. Right. I, I call it Gus. So I believe in God, but also the universe. So God, universe, spirit, source. That's Gus. That's my boy. And Ooh, he always, I like that. right, connects me with whatever is meant for me and unloads or the path is unfolding perfectly. Um, so what's next for you? What are you excited about? What's in your future? Mm, well, I'm excited about the two projects coming out. I'm excited about Glamorous, which comes out in June that we just figured out. Um, and that's a great, it was like being a summer gay summer camp for that show. <laughs> <laughs> we are in Toronto shooting over the summer into the fall. Um, and that is a great, great show show that I hope people really love it comes out pride month um that's with Kim Cattrall and uh Miss Benny amongst many others um and it's I don't want to give too much away but it's a it's a it's a great gay show about a makeup company um and that's all I can say about that and um (laughs) and code three that we just wrapped up with uh Lil Rel, who's a comedian, and Rain Wilson from uh, The Office, 
which my goal was to make him giggle and I made him laugh a few times. So I'm really excited about that. And then um, I really just got some meetings coming up uh, that I'm excited about to see what could happen because I really, at some point I would love to put some type of project in a production um, because as beautiful as the story on Daisy Jones was with Bernie and Simone, I feel like there's space for, um, for a full length um, gay love story between two women that could, you know, like how, what that really looks like from start to finish. So um, yeah, I hope to, to dip my toes into, into some creating. So. Yeah. Uh, that sounds amazing. First of all, I, I can't wait for Glamorous to come out. Now that I've like seen you in real life, I'm, I'm all about it. I don't usually watch TV. <laughs> Like, I'm Me not either. a TV person, so... but Me neither. Um, <laughs> That's why I was like, are people watching this? I don't watch shit. <laughs> I right. never know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll pull my out, uh, myself out for some L word or something, or, like, if... But if everybody's talking about something, then I want to not be the only same. one not included. <laughs> but, same, um, same. So, creating... What about docuseries or documentaries? Does that stuff interest you? Yeah. Um, I've been told numerous times the... Uh, that my story with the barbershop is very intriguing because uh, there's so much to it. Um, just giving everybody the quick sanitized version, but um, a lot, a lot, a lot with that. So if anything, I would love to create some type of series or docu-series around um, not just the past of the shop, but the future of the shop and possibly something around reopening the shop and making a space uh, for queer barbers that don't have anywhere to go really, or that there's a lot of young queer people that would love to be barbers, but you know, barber school is like Lord of the flies. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, maybe I need to open a school, then a barbershop. So it's a lot of, a lot of different things swirling on in my head um, about different projects and things that I can create. Cool. That's exciting. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I, I can't wait to watch your life unfold uh, virtually. But um, okay, so we're, we're getting towards the end before the after dark. We talked about the after dark. But one thing I question that I like to ask everybody that comes on because um, I coach a lot around this inner child. And, and people, you know, when things come up and people are triggered and they're snapping and they're drama or they're trying to pull other people down, it's usually never about their adult self. It's this inner child that's coming out and kind of acting out. Um, sure. so what would, what would you, well, is there an age when you think about your inner child, is there a certain age? I know everyone I ask, it's different. Mine's nine. Is there an age that immediately comes up when I ask you that question about your inner child? Like when you think of it? Yeah, it was about eight or nine. I thought of immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah. So what would you, if you now could go back and have a little conversation with your nine-year-old self, your eight-year-old self. And just share some things, not like, hey, we're going to do this, but like some advice that they could take to the world to experience what you experienced, but maybe in a little bit of a better way. What would you go back and say to her? Oh, wow. Um, probably be random, but probably don't be <laughs> so afraid of routine um, because I always wanted to do, do the same thing different every time <laughs> as a kid. And I think if I had... Um, if I if I if I liked routine more, I may have been the basketball player I've always wanted to be. I love basketball, mm -hmm. big time athlete, 
And uh, I just couldn't get into the discipline or the routine of any of that at the time. So I would say embrace more discipline and routine because it took a long time for me to develop discipline and routine <laughs> as yeah. a human, okay? Um, and so, yeah, I think I would tell her that outside of that, um, I don't really have too many qualms with young Aisha. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Everybody's answer is so different just depending on how their life unfolded and it's I think everybody listening can uh, really get something from each and everybody's response so thank -hmm. you for sharing that um is there anything that you would want to share with knowing that not all but a a large portion of my audience is maybe later in life lesbians understanding and coming to terms with sexuality later in life I'm quoting because um we're young right like I love that you said that earlier I need to check myself Mm -hmm. on that I'm like I'm old I'm like oh shit I'm young, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, is there anything you would share with them just about what they're experiencing right now? Like, not, I came out at 18 years old. When did you come out? Uh, um, God, I think 19, officially. Yeah, 19. Yes, yes. December 11th, I think. Oh, you remember uh, the date? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, somewhere around there, 11 or 13, I can't remember. Um, yeah, I would tell them, to because my well let me not out anybody that was almost an accident (laughs) (laughs) I would say (laughs) whoa um that you don't feel like you have to play catch up you know what I mean that there, there are no years lost all those years are valuable um and that you should take what you've learned in and out of the closet when you learned um what you learned uh you know, restricting yourself and letting yourself be free and seeing the value in both and seeing how you're able to go through both experiences um, and that nothing that you did was wrong and that there's always, uh, I believe in divine timing and that this is this is your time um, and that clearly earlier in your life it wasn't. And so there's no need to relitigate there's no need to apologize there's no need to do anything all you need to do for yourself is just is just live and um yeah live and uh and relax and um and realize that you are loved and that you and that there is somebody uh that's waiting for you it's probably been waiting for you you know yes and that somebody might be you there might be somebody (laughs) else not sure, but just be open to it. You know, that door that you were behind all those years, open it, see what's outside. Yes, such a perfect answer. I know so many people are think that they're late to the game. It's too late. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just no what late. we talked about with acting or whatever it is. And yeah, that's just, it's all unfolding perfectly. Um, yeah, because well, I, I think we're put on a timeline really quickly. Um, and I think we're put on the timeline by the powers that be. You know what I mean? Nine to five, 24 seven. At this age, you're young. At this age, you're old. At this age, you should cash it in. At this, this, this. And um, I do find that I do everything opposite of what, uh, you know, has been told for me to do. And I find that that's where I found my luck and rhythm at, you know, it's uh, everything they tell you not to do. Just do the opposite. Start there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. 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 When they say, don't talk about nothing. You jinx it. You're actually jinxing. You're not telling anybody anything. You need to speak these things up. You know, ev- literally everything. So, yeah. 
I was having a conversation last night because I have a tattoo appointment next week where I'm going to cover my whole, like most of my arm, right? And I'm yeah. um, thinking, oh shit, like I'm nervous about this. Why am I nervous about this? I don't want my dad to be mad at me. I'm 40 years old and I don't want my dad <laughs> to be mad. And then I'm like, why am I worried about what he's going to think about a tattoo? I haven't done anything in my life that is what it's supposed to be. And here I am at 40 being like, oh my God, my dad's going to be mad about the tattoo. I'm oh, like, let me tell why? you. My father's Muslim, and um, I felt myself like I was sneaking, eating a piece of bacon in my own house. <laughs> I was like, I'm a grown woman. I can have bacon. I'm not going to tell him, but I can have bacon. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny what, like, where our um, mind our mind just kind of goes. But yeah. True. Yeah. Very All right. True. Well, I'm going to take you over to the after dark. But um, yes. is there anything that you want to share just and say to – to the people listening that are on the podcast, like listening to the podcast now before we go? Um, I would say just, just keep living and keep developing your life. Um, hobbies, um, things that you like, um, don't get so hung up on being a thing forever. You know, people get a job. I'm gonna work this job until I die, or I'm going to, I'm um, a chef and I have to be a chef forever. Or if you get tired of a thing, just do something else, you know, cultivate, okay um cultivate things i would say you, you're not held hostage you don't have to throw anchor every time uh you have an interest somewhere i think that you know i've decided i said i would be a barber for no more than 10 years and that ended at nine i said i would wow. live in new york for no longer than five years i came home at four and a half and i'm saying right now i'm going to be uh in the arts you know, don't restrict yourself being the arts until about 60 and then I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So I would say, give yourself like, you know, moments to grow and to realize that you can be another thing, like a whole nother thing. Like I still have to learn my guitar thoroughly because I think I want to get into music next. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I can't sing, but I would love to be at somebody's uh, fucking dive bar playing a guitar for somebody. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's like a dream of mine. Like you don't have to be, Beyonce and everything that you do you know you can mm -hmm. be you can just enjoy things and I think we feel the need to monetize everything to everything has to be big when you're kind of missing out on the idea of the thing you know you don't have to be a celebrity at everything that you do yes awesome thank you thank you so much for coming on like it really just it was perfect uh divine timing being in line behind you because I left my group sure. They weren't getting in line yet. And I was like, I'm leaving you guys and walk over here. And they were. So. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, mean, I was talking to Regina. I was like, because I'm not good at like booking flights. And I was like, oh, so I'm supposed to check in to get the better group. Because I was like, oh, we already have our seat. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. So we're like just standing around. And then there. out pops this beautiful little face like, hey, guys. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yes, I'm, I'm very grateful as well. Yeah, that's Gus lining it up for us. Yes, um, Gus all is right. God, you know, God, universe, and source, spirit, self, whatever. Source, yeah, source, spirit, source or spirit, you know, whatever. G-U-S-S-S, -S -S, yeah. Self, actually, could I, be G-U-S-S-S. -S -S. I like that. We'll put self in there, yeah. too. I really, really like that acronym. Very, very well yeah. done. Yeah, I stole it from somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> somebody, that was, somebody that was on my podcast, they didn't, they stole from somebody, but I was like, I'm hanging on to this one. Now. Yeah, now yeah pay it for it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's go to the after dark. All right, y'all, that was Aisha Harris. First of all, I want to apologize. My microphone wasn't uh, working, so the quality wasn't the best, and I'm always like fixated on that. But I know y'all could see through that because that conversation was absolutely amazing. If you want to come over to the After Dark with us, um, the link will be in the description as well as all the ways to follow Aisha's story and you know past and future. I can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, so grateful that Gus connected us and um, just really excited for what's to come. I mean, you heard her you heard her speaking here and just the energy and her views on the world and just manifestation and how we show up and the things that we want um, is really valuable. So I'm, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to share it with y'all. And um, you can follow along with her, check the description, find all the ways you can do that. And until next time.